0: Welcome to the Kickstart Your Book Sales Podcast with USA Today best-selling authors Russell Nolte and Monica Lionel, where you'll learn how to supercharge your book sales, go aggressively wide, and take your author career to the next level. Hello, and welcome to our series of mini-webinars designed to give you a very focused amount of information in a very little amount of time. My name is Russell, and today we're going to explore what is crowdfunding? So who am I? I've run two successful Kickstarter campaigns, Ichabod Jones' Monster Hunter and Katrina Hates the Dead, both of which surpassed their goal by at least 150%. My second campaign brought in 180% more backers and raised 160% more money than my first campaign. Also, I've consulted on dozens of Kickstarters that went on to be successful. I've written crowdfunding articles and spoken at conferences for many websites including Bleeding Cool, And I've been to Ape in San Francisco and Spoken, as well as other places around the country. Most importantly, I am a creator of content who works in the field right now as we speak. So what I give you is practical information about what works. All right, now let me talk to you a little bit about what I expect about you and the assumptions I make about you. The first is that you have an idea for a product, a company, or a charity that you're looking to get funded and you want to know how to run that campaign effectively, make the most money, and make the most contacts. I'm also assuming you've never run a campaign before, but have heard about other people that have run successful campaigns and want to take advantage of everything that crowdfunding can do for you. And finally, I make an assumption that you're passionate about your idea and that you do anything to make it succeed. Because if you're not passionate about your idea, nobody else is gonna be passionate about it. So that is the number one thing that you have to be, is passionate to kind of an insane degree. Congratulations, you found a secret word. This episode's secret word is book. That's book, B-O-O-K. There are nine words in our secret phrase across the first 10 episodes of our podcast. Once you've collected them all and have a guess as to the phrase, email writermbateam at gmail.com before July 31st, 2022, and you'll be entered into a raffle to win all sorts of awesome prizes, including a scholarship to the Kickstarter Accelerator, scholarships to other courses in the Writer MBA library, and an ebook copy of our popular book, Get Your Book Selling on Kickstarter. We look forward to seeing your entry and good luck. Now, back to the show. Okay, so now let's talk about what crowdfunding is and who should use it. Then we're gonna talk about the top three crowdfunding platforms, Kickstarter, Indiegogo, and GoFundMe, and then who should use each kind of platform. All right, so what is crowdfunding? So in order to explain what crowdfunding is, we have to talk a little bit about how distribution used to work. That's when you as the creator brought your project to either an Amazon or a Coca-Cola or a, a Casio, and you brought a product to them and they evaluated it to see whether consumers would like it. And then if they thought that the consumers would like it and they can make enough money, then they would stock it. Crowdfunding flips that on its head and cuts out the middleman. So what you do as a creator is you bring your project directly to the consumer and try to raise funds for that project to go to market yourself. So you're actually putting the project into market and testing it for the crowdfunding community. So as a takeaway, crowdfunding is really just direct contact with your fans without the middleman. So who should use crowdfunding? Number one, creators who have a vision, but are having trouble finding that distributor to bring it to market. I'll give you a great example. Uh, My first book, Ichabod Jones, Monster Hunter, we shopped it around for years and couldn't find anybody who would do a print run. We found a publisher to do a digital run, but even they would not do a print run for the book. I really, really wanted a print run. So I decided to just cut out all of the publishers and go directly to the fans by launching my first Kickstarter. And voila, we raised 150% of our goal, got 163 backers, all of them very satisfied. Most of them came back for our second Kickstarter. So even though the distributor said no, we said yes and we made it happen because the fans wanted it to happen. Also, Innovators with a small fan base who want to create their own projects. Maybe you work at Disney or Casio or Coca-Cola right now, but you want to create your own brand and bring whatever the fans are that you have right now for what you're doing into your own marketplace, making a name for yourself. Also, inventors looking to prototype their creations. Look, making consumer tech is expensive. This is a great way to bring a prototype to Kickstarter, or Indiegogo, or GoFundMe, and try and make a name for yourself with that. Try and see if your campaign or your project has legs. And finally, anybody that wants to bring their project into the world, whatever it is, has a place in crowdfunding. Okay, so Kickstarter, Indiegogo, and GoFundMe are the three biggest crowdfunding platforms in the world. They pretty much all function the same in the background, but the people that go to those sites are very, very different. And the kinds of projects that they support and push are very, very different. So Kickstarter is all about creative products. You must have a product in in a creative field in order to put something on Kickstarter. GoFundMe is all about personal fundraising. Literally, it's all about like, I have an emergency. I just lost my job. I just lost my house. I had to go to the hospital. My dog is sick. It's all about raising money for personal goals. And Indiegogo kind of bridges that gap. They focus mostly on creative projects, but they also do charities and other campaigns. So sort of one is creative projects. One is all about personal fundraising. And then there's one right in the middle that bridges the two. So let's start about Kickstarter first. So Kickstarter, in a nutshell, they are the biggest boy on the block. They are the world's biggest crowdfunding platform. They designed specifically to raise money for creative projects. It is also the least inclusive of all of the platforms. There are a lot of rules for what you can do. So there are three main rules for Kickstarter. The first is that projects must be... Create something to share with others. There has to be a product at the end of the road. It has to be a drone. It has to be a comic book. It has to be a movie. It has to be a CD. There has to be something tangible you're raising money for. Um, you also has to be honest and clearly presented. Now, this goes across all of the platforms. No matter what you do, you can't be dishonest. You can't present it muddled. It has to be clearly defined what you're trying to do. And finally, you can't raise money for charity, offer financial incentives, or involve prohibited items. So prohibited items are things like alcohol, vaporizers, drugs, uh, raffles. There's a whole list of them you can find on Kickstarter's site. There's about 20 or 30 different ones, but pretty much if it's not a creative project, if it's not clearly presented, and it funds for something that's not in their categories, you're going to have a bad time. All right, again, I'm going to say one last time. How does Kickstarter work? It is only for products. You cannot fund a company, charity, or personal goal like getting a nose job on Kickstarter. I say that last when I know it's kind of a joke, but you can literally, on GoFundMe, fund yourself getting a nose job. There are no rules. All right, so products must fall into one of several categories. Arts, comics, crafts, dance, design, fashion, film, video, Food, games, journalism, music, photography, publishing, tech, and theater. So all sorts of creative kinds of projects. And finally, it is all or nothing. If you don't fund, you don't get any money. And that is a blessing and a curse. Let me tell you why. If you are very close to your goal, if you need $10,000 to fund your movie, and you're at $9,999, you get nothing. So that's not great. Um, as opposed to on Indiegogo or GoFundMe, if you raise $9,999 out of $10,000, you get everything. However, where this works in Kickstarter's benefit is if you need $10,000 and you only raise $1,000, you don't owe your backers anything. As opposed to on Indiegogo and GoFundMe, if you're doing a project, And you only raise a thousand dollars. You still have backers who you owe stuff to and pretty sure you can't make the product with a thousand dollars if you need 10,000. So on the other side, if I am backing you, it's much easier for me to back something that is all or nothing because I know, Hey, I'm going to back it now. If it doesn't reach 10,000, I owe nothing. But if you only raise a thousand on Indiegogo or GoFundMe, I'm still giving you all that money. So as a backer, it's much easier to back something that's all for nothing. And it's a lot less stress for you if you're not raising a whole lot of money to not have to give your backers something. On our first ones, we did a couple of Indiegogos first. And luckily, we were going to finish the project even if it didn't raise all of their money. But we only raised about $1,000 of 8500 This was years and years ago. So if we hadn't intended to finish the project anyway we would have been stuck giving backers either their money back or finishing a project even if we didn't have the money. So again, benefit and curse. Okay, so benefits and problems of Kickstarter. Number one benefit, highest traffic by far of any of the campaigns. People go to Kickstarter to find projects. And that's so important. If you have a creative project, people are going to go to Kickstarter and look for your project. They are looking at new projects, they're looking to discover things, they're looking to get new stuff. It is only for creative projects, and that can be a curse or a blessing. I find it a blessing because you're not cluttered with personal fundraisers or charities. So if you want creative projects, that's where you're going to go. You're going to go to Kickstarter to get creative projects. It also has the most name recognition and credibility in casual conversation. So... If I said you had, I had two successful Indiegogo campaigns, you might not know what I was talking about, but most people associate Kickstarter and crowdfunding. It's like Xerox or Band-Aid. That being said, it's not all benefits. There are some very major problems with Kickstarter. The first is you can't create a team campaign on Kickstarter at all. You can have a team, but all of them have to go into your own account as opposed to on Indiegogo where you can have teams. You can have multiple people all um, on the same account, all doing the same project, and all bringing their own people to that account. Also, unlike Indiegogo that has real legitimate ways that you can get onto their project of the day page and real tangible ways to become a, like a staff pick, none of that is like that with Kickstarter. It's, it's all subjective. You are hoping that somebody sees your project, likes your project, and then they give it the thumbs up to make it a staff pick. On Indiegogo, In contrast, you get karma. So if you get a bunch of backers, if you are moving up the charts, you will be on the first page. It is a very objective way as opposed to Kickstarter's very subjective way. Speaking of Indiegogo, let's go to that now. What is Indiegogo? Second most popular crowdfunding platform for creatives. It also allows for more flexibility with funding options and type of campaigns. All right, so difference with Indiegogo is campaigns have an option to be fixed or flexible. A fixed campaign, just like Kickstarter, is all or nothing. A flexible campaign is more expensive if you don't raise the money, but you get to keep all of the money raised. Also, you can create a team to manage your campaign on Indiegogo. So you could have one campaign and four or five people on a team, and they can all be pushing the Kickstarter through one account. Also, There are real tangible ways to get on the front page of Indiegogo, to get your campaign promoted. They don't have a subjective way to become project of the day. It's all based on how many backers you have, how many people are backing, and how much they're backing. It's very, very objective. Also, if you don't necessarily have a creative project, you can run a charity or even fundraise for a personal goal on, um, on your campaign. Like I saw one of my friends, he tried to raise money for surgery for his dog. And that is something you can do on Indiegogo that you cannot do on Kickstarter. They also have much more flexible categories. The benefits and problems of Indiegogo. Much more flexible funding and category types than Kickstarter. You have the option of a fixed or a flexible campaign, which we already talked about can be a blessing or a curse. Um, you can create a team campaign. And very important if you have a high goal, like you're trying to raise seventy-five, one dollars $100,000 for a consumer tech product, Indiegogo is much more amenable to working with public relation and marketing companies than Kickstarter is. So they actually reach out to campaigns that are coming down the pipe that are big campaigns. They're trying to get big campaigns to work with them. However, again, it's got less traffic, especially for creative projects than Kickstarter. If you're not in the consumer tech field, there's not a lot of people going there to find new projects. And uh, your projects compete with charities and personal fundraisers. It's a lot of garbled mess at the low end, not so much on the high end, but on the low end, competing with regular, uh, with uh, creatives and charities and personal fundraisers. Finally, you have GoFundMe. GoFundMe is the opposite of Kickstarter. Kickstarter requires you to have a project and a product. GoFundMe requires nothing, is usually used to fund personal missions. So campaigns are flexible and fund immediately. We haven't talked about this before, but Kickstarter and Indiegogo, you have to wait till the end of your campaign, even if you fund on day one. With GoFundMe, when you pledge, your money is deducted immediately. There are also absolutely no rules to what can be funded. The top kind of campaigns are medical, volunteer, emergencies, education, memorial, sports, and animals. So how is that different than... Indiegogo and Kickstarter especially, well, Kickstarter funds uh, movies, TV, tech products, all of those things that are product-based, whereas this is more, I have a medical emergency. I want to go do volunteer work in Zimbabwe. I I need money to fund my education. My wife just died. I need money. My my dog is sick. I need money. That is how GoFundMe works, and that is the kind of people I go to GoFundMe. Okay, so benefits, you get your money immediately and there are no restrictions on what you can fund. But GoFundMe has a terrible uh, reputation for creative projects and generally projects in general, because of all the bad press they're getting, they funded a lot of questionable campaigns for people with questionable morals and ethics recently. They're kind of trying to change that around. But right now they have a very negative opinion and a very negative uh, public opinion, especially Very few people visit the site to fund creative projects. Again, this is all about what their mission statement is. They want to fund personal projects. That's who goes to their site, not creative projects. So if you're looking to raise money from other people that aren't in your friend circle, you know this is not the the platform for you. And there's also very little comparative traffic for people looking to fund other projects. Most people on GoFundMe are trying to raise money from their friend circle. If you're trying to raise money from your friend circle, you can pretty much use any of these platforms, but if you're trying to raise money from other people, that's when you really have to figure out what kind of person is going to go to each of these sites. All right, so what do they all have in common? First, they all charge fees. They all charge a 5% admin fee, and they all charge 3 to 5% processing fee. Some of them are a little bit lower. Some of them are, are you know, at 10%. I like to just say 10% when I'm making my budget. Um, Second... None of them work offline. They all have apps, but they don't work offline. So if you're trying to fundraise in person, it's very difficult. This is why figuring out what kind of company you're looking for, what kind of platform you're looking for, and what kind of thing you're trying to sell is so important. Because if you're trying to fund a creative project, probably the most amount of people are going to have Kickstarter. If you're trying to fund a car wash or you're trying to fund a personal campaign to raise money for a memorial or something, most people are going to have GoFundMe. If that's the audience you're trying to hit, if you're trying to hit consumer tech, you're probably going to have the most people with Indiegogo. So it's very important to see what audience they have so you can know where to plan your platform. Very importantly, all of them pretty much function similarly in the background. They all have campaign dates, all of bars that show progress, all of campaigns that can be shared. They're all looking for a funding goal. Like they pretty much all in the background work different. The big difference is in the platform's focus. So why should you use each platform? If you ha- want the biggest audience possible for creative projects and you have a specific creative product, use Kickstarter. If you have a charity or consumer tech product or you need a little more flexibility in your campaign, use Indiegogo. If you're trying to raise money through personal financing and just your friends, you know, you can use GoFundMe, especially if you need that money immediately. GoFundMe will give you that money immediately. I should say before we, we, we leave, there are dozens of others that are very specific. There's PubSlush, Rocket Hub, Fund Anything. All these ones have a very specific niche market. They have much less uh, traffic than even the three that we talked about. But all the people that go there are are looking for a very specific thing. For instance, PubSlush, people looking to back uh, novels. However, it's very important before you go to one of the smaller platforms to know. That very few people know them. They have a very few install base as far as their apps. And it's going to be a lot harder to pull in people that are not using that app right now. So you can use these other smaller platforms, but just know that their success stories are nowhere near as powerful. They're nowhere near as synonymous with their brand. You're not going to have as big an install base. So you're going to have to do a lot of work to get people onto that platform, but they are out there and they are effective for a certain kind of campaign. So Finally, um, if you like this, we do a lot of other w- mini webinars dealing with everything from how to start your campaign to marketing to, uh, you know, fulfillment. Pretty much anything you can think of that deals with crowdfunding, you're going to find it on our site. Uh, we also host longer group webinars throughout the week. If you want a personal – if you want more personal – if you want me to actually be involved in the process, if you want to hear me talk and ask me questions – know you're going to want to go to our larger group webinars. We don't have them from every category, but the things that people need most, we do big group webinars once a week, three of them. So check it out on our site. And finally, if you need a lot more handholding, if you want to talk about strategic planning for your specific property, we do one-on-one sessions to walk you through that process in detail. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you got something out of this and you guys have a great day and I'll see you at the next one. Thank you so much for hanging out with Monica and Russell on the Kickstart Your Book Sales podcast. If you found this episode helpful, make sure to visit kickstartyourbooksales.com slash free to download our best resources to help supercharge your author career and take it to the next level starting today.